Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We consider it a great honor to be able to uh, share your earwaves with you. We're on podcast number 83, and we just want to hop right into this. We're so excited about uh, this series we're looking at. We, I actually went out and borrowed this series from a Faith Life Sermon Series book I have, and I want to give them credit. I don't know uh, who made the points, but we turned them into our own. And as we move along, as always, we're honored to have uh, the co-host, our our dear friend, uh, uh, Stephanie Wesco. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning. Doug, I'm just doing amazing. And there we go, changing up a little bit, showing that <laughs> versatility that we knew she had. So as we went into it, so this has been the weirdest week of podcasts, Stephanie. So we, we, we started the week this week on Monday uh, with this idea of being a victim for God, or you're either a victim or you're a survivor. And so we started talking about how uh, you can be a victim and you don't have to have a victim's mentality. You don't you don't have to lay on the couch. You don't have to give up. You don't have to quit. You don't have to uh, shut down. And then we went yesterday and we started this series uh, when God doesn't make sense. And we're still there, folks. I, I got to be honest with you. I talked to Stephanie about this and I don't know uh, how many days we're going to go, but each one is powerful. And so yesterday we talked about when God doesn't make sense. And we talked about the, the zealous persecution or the zeal they had when they went to persecute Stephen in the church. Uh, but I want you to know that, that God used that. Something came out of that that's just unbelievable, and we'll go into that. And we talked about yesterday. I wanted to make a point to you yesterday that God's up to something. Uh, when we go through something that's crazy, when our lives are upside down, when it, when it seems like God doesn't make sense, we talked about how uh, Stephanie, when she lost her dear husband, Charles, and all those things she went through there, that there was no idea. There was no uh, forward sight. Uh, what God was going to do with her and how God was going to use her. And, and here we are in the midst of Stephanie's ministry to women and children and, and here talking with us this morning and as we go through this thing. And today we want to talk about we're still in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 8, but I wanted to read one verse. So this persecution happened, but I wanted to remind you what the apostles or the Acts of the Apostles what they had on their side during this. And, and if you go to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, and I'll read it to you. You don't have to turn. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and, to, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So, so the, the Bible's reminding us here in the Acts of the Apostles, it's reminding us that, that God's going to give us the power we need. That, that God is going to give us those things we need uh, to, to get his work done. Uh, we're not here on earth and, and we're not hung out to dry. Uh, we have a higher headquarters. We have a, a supreme God, the only God, the true and living God, the only God worthy of our praise. We serve that God. So as we go through some of these points, and we may go through a couple of them today, and as we talk, and you'll hear me ask Stephanie some questions, and once in a while, you'll kind of hear her crying in the background, like if you listen to yesterday's podcast. And I, I was going to say something to her, but I told her God wouldn't let me. I was going to say, uh, Stephanie, I'm so sorry. But here I am bringing it up anyway. So we're in Acts uh, chapter 8 and verse number 4, one verse today. 
Therefore, they were scattered abroad, went everywhere preaching the word. So, so this zealous persecution comes along. So picture this if you can, friends. They, they had murdered Stephen. There were things going on there after, at this point, they're, they're after uh, the apostles. They're after the disciples of God. They're after the you and me uh, of the new Christian life. Uh, they're chasing after us. They're trying to get to us. And the way they did that was by murdering and then going after this church and, and, and trying to blow them up. And what happens is these people scattered. They scattered about everywhere. And you know what happens when Christians scatter? They share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know what happens, folks, when we break our camp, when we get outside these doors and we go and talk to other people and love them and care for them and, and trust them and, and start communicating and things like that? God uses that. And in this case, when, we're, when God doesn't make sense, the Bible's showing us that God didn't make sense there in verse 2 and 3. In that first part, that zealous persecution, I told you to look for the miracle and look for the miracle in this. And I think the miracle here in verse number 4, Stephanie, as we look at that is, is they went out and preached everywhere. Mm -hmm. They went from hanging out at the local Starbucks to hanging out at Starbucks all over the place. They went from talking to one or two, three people or, or talking to each other to talking to all kinds of people. And if you don't mind, Stephanie, you went from having a ministry to your eight kids and your husband and, and, and the women there in the church to, to having a ministry that uh, you have a book that's uh, selling all over the world uh, to die as gain, uh, finding abundant life and death and and uh, in, in this podcast and a CD and and uh, steadfast and trials and, and all these different things are going on. We see it alive, just like it was alive here in the Acts of the Apostle. And, and, and what do you say about this powerful purpose? Do you see this powerful purpose in your life coming out of your trial? I see that God is thinking keep his promises and um when charles was killed the lord gave me romans eight twenty eight to cling to and that's where god promises that all things work together for good to those that love god to them that are the call according to his purpose and it's according to his purpose and ultimately that's what i'm called to fulfill is whatever his purpose for my life is and knowing that he promises he will work all things together for good for the accomplishment of his purpose. And God's good doesn't always exactly look like my good. You yeah. know, dealing with PTSD, dealing with the effects of trauma, um, even having, you know, dealing with forms of abuse, none of that looks like good from my view. Yeah. But when I choose to look at it from God's view with that vertical view of knowing that he's in control, and that he promises that he will make everything beautiful in his time. He's working a plan that's so much bigger than anything I can imagine. And my purpose is to, to glorify him and to honor him and to, um, you know, be, be willing to have him do whatever he wants to do with me to work out that good and to fulfill his purposes. Hmm. And I think... I think you're hitting it right. I think you're hitting the nail right on the head here. And, you know, somehow we have to look at these terrible trials, these terrible tribulations, Stephanie, these things that set us back, these things that change our entire life. Uh, we got to look at them as a, a foundation to build on. Uh, we don't harp on them. We, we, 
uh, we don't get that victim's mentality where poor little me and uh, we, I know people that, you know, every time they're in church, they're telling you everything they've ever been through their entire life. Uh, I mean, there are people that I avoid at churches that I go preach at. I mean, it's, um, but you know, you can, you can, you can, you got to make a decision friends. And, and those people you're helping, you got to understand, you got to point back and say that trial, that persecution, no matter how terrible, no matter how bad, no matter how repulsive God can use. And, and you yeah. say, well, brother Doug, how can you sit in front of a, a lady and, 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 you know, to be quite honest with you, I, I, uh, uh you, you know, we counsel folks and we're with folks and, and, and it's, it's not a rare thing to uh, talk to somebody who's been molested and what we do with PTSD. And, and, uh, and, and I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are saying, well, brother Doug, how in the world can God use uh, that persecution, that molestation, that, that terrible situation? How in the world can God use that for his glory? Friends, let me tell you what I've seen God use uh, with a lady who's been molested and standing in front of churches and holding people in their arms. And what is that, Stephanie? Is that over in Second uh, Corinthians, where uh, in, I think it's chapter one, if you want to turn to that, yeah. and where, where God can use those things. Not only can he use them, but I've seen ladies uh, be used of God to change lives, uh, to have that powerful purpose, to uh, you know, listen, they went after the church. They persecuted them back there in Acts. And uh, they went after, you know, they, they, had, a, they had a small victory, uh, but God, God won the war. And, uh, and we got to remember that this small victory. So, Stephanie, when you find that verse, if you'd go ahead and read that to us. Uh, from Second, Second Corinthians. Yes, ma'am. All right. Sorry, I thought you were talking to the people listening if they wanted to turn to it. <laughs> well, we want to do both. Yeah. Okay. No, I think what you were saying um, is very true. And I think it has, you know, if you've been through trauma and you've been, you know, God forbid, you've been molested, raped. Yeah, um, terrible. Any of those things. And, and those people I mean, should those... be lined up and shot, you know. With BB guns yeah, until they I, die. I have no yeah. mercy. I have no mercy for um, <laughs> God's a way more merciful God than me. But there's a comfort. There's comfort I take um, anytime I, you know, anytime I deal with a lady who's been through those things. I'm reminding her that God says, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay." Yeah. Saith the Lord. Yeah. And yes, there should be there should be God instituted government to. Um, to deal with people like that and there needs to be um punishment there should, yeah like Doug says there should be some serious ramifications for people that are involved in that stuff yeah but remembering that God also is a righteous judge and um he, you know Jesus said it's better for someone who offends a little one than a little stone be hung around his neck and he be cast into the sea in other words that's how seriously God takes a child a young person um, being mistreated. And, and don't, it's a very serious yeah. thing to him. And don't be looking for, uh, don't be looking for God to settle that account here on earth. Right. Uh, right. You know, some of the mistakes we make is, is, you know, we'll, we'll try to make a point and we'll say something. Well, God should mm -hmm. materialize and frag these people. And you know, if I was God, I would, but listen, God's plan is so much better than ours yes. and, and God's way oh, is so much yeah. better than ours. And, uh, 
Uh, but anyway, Stephanie, I'm sorry. You were cruising. You were looking in Second Corinthians <laughs> one, and I'm over yeah, here talking fine. about something else. I'm sorry. No, no. I think it's very, and I think it's that's where the trust principle comes in. Uh, the same, you know, if we can trust God to save our souls from hell, we can trust Him to be that righteous judge, and we're His children. You know, He's our heavenly Father, and He doesn't take lightly when a child. Yeah. is offended when a child is mistreated. He doesn't take lightly when his children are mistreated. God's keeping track of those things. And um, there's comfort that comes with that. There's peace that comes. And that takes away that spirit of revenge or that spirit yeah. of hatred or that spirit of I just want to get even and make them pay. Because that spirit doesn't come from God. God's not the author of contention no. and confusion. And remembering that he will, you know, I'm not saying we don't go to the police. I'm not saying you don't. No, deal you with, do. You know. Right, right. And and yes. Stephanie will tell you the first thing she will tell you. The first thing I will tell you is you always go to the police. And, yes. and, and I think if somebody knows about something that's going on and they yes. know someone's being hurt and they don't go to police, they're going to have to stand in front of God for that same Amen. thing. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. Yeah. To him it is sin. So, yes, if you if you are being abused or if you know someone that's being abused, you need to go to the police. That needs dealt with. But that doesn't mean you're vindictive. That doesn't mean you're out for revenge. It doesn't mean you're out to score, you know, even the score. You have a God in heaven who's promised to do that for you. And, um, you know, there's a lot of peace that comes with that of just being able to rest and say, God, this hurts. I don't understand why you've allowed this. I've done all that I can do to deal with it from a physical level. You know, I've gone to the police. I've, you know, done what needed done in that way. But I'm leaving the, the vengeance and giving that to you to deal with. And God's a faithful judge. And um, his promises are true, or we wouldn't be able to trust him for anything. Amen. And so just resting in that. But anyway, back to 2 Corinthians um, verse 3. Blessed be, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted, comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the same comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth in Christ. Yeah, there's a lot said there. And I think uh, I think the biggest thing said is we need to find comfort from those trials and tribulations, from our trials and tribulations, from God. You know, I, I think that verse, doesn't that mm -hmm. verse start with that? So, so the idea is, step one, get your comfort from God. And then mm -hmm. did you see what was next in there, Stephanie? Well, it says who comforted us in all our tribulations so that we may be able to comfort them yeah. which are in any trouble. Wow. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I still remember the day I told Stephanie uh, when we were talking that I believed God wanted her to take this terrible trauma, this terrible uh, trial she's been through and seeing her husband gunned down and killed. And uh, I couldn't believe that when those words came out of my mouth. And I said, I believe God wants you to help others. I believe God's healing involves you helping others, I think is what I said. And I, and I firmly believe that. And I think you've found a lot of healing and, and helping others. So, so I, I mean, Stephanie, we're at this point and you have this powerful purpose now. Uh, you know, here we are in the, the book of Acts and people are scared on it out and can't. Don't we see that in people who've been hurt? 
I mean, they come to yeah. our PTSD camps. They come to our workshops. They listen in on our conversations here on our podcast, but they're scattered all over the place. And so what would you yeah. say to somebody who's, uh, we, we've got through that victim thing. We've become survivors. And, uh, and I know we talk about this and I know we've mentioned this before, but what would you say to somebody who's listening right now? Maybe a, uh, a lady who's uh, been molested and been through terrible things in her life and, and uh, she's coming out the other end. She's surviving. She's, she's in church. She's being fed by God's word. Uh, what would your advice be? How, where, when, where does she go? I mean, how does she, how does she help? Well, I think you start by just coming to that point of surrendering and you've maybe already surrendered to the Lord. But I know for me, there had to be, a, I had to re-surrender. I'd say, okay, God, this is the new me. This is the really messed up me. And, um, you know, everybody in the world's a little messed up. It's just part of being human. Yeah, especially um, but after me. You... Yeah. <laughs> no. um, I know where you're going with this. You... Yeah. <laughs> after you've been through trauma, after you've been, um, your mind's literally been altered because of things you've been put through, be it um, narcissistic kind of abuse or um, physical abuse or other forms of trauma, those things do change who you are. And bringing that broken person to the Lord and saying, God, would you please put my pieces back together? so that I can be a vessel you can use to pour out your love to others. And I remember you said something to me, one of our first counseling sessions. um, And it was maybe the same one where you said to me about, you know, healing, involving, helping others. But I remember telling you something like, you know, I felt like I was broken into, you know, a bunch of little pieces. And, um, and you immediately came back with, well, that's great. You know, that puts you in a great position because now God will put those pieces back together. I remember saying that. And, I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that was a beautiful thing for me to just visualize, you know, God putting the pieces back together, God holding those pieces together, and hence it being a vessel that's totally held together by his grace and hence a vessel that he can use that much more for his glory. You bet. And envisioning your life that way that yes you may be broken you may be physically broken you may be emotionally broken mentally broken you may be just i remember feeling like um i wasn't just broken i felt like parts of me had been had been smashed into these teeny weeny little pieces and yet realizing that i served a god that was so much greater than all of that yeah you do and yeah that he could he could be the glue that held those pieces together as he put them back and created a vessel that that brought way more honor and glory to him than I maybe did before. And just envisioning the fact that you are clay in your potter's hand and he has a beautiful purpose for your life and a beautiful um, plan. He has a, you know, he's written your story and he's working out every little detail. Yes. The free will of man plays in there. And God does not condone any abuse. He doesn't condone anything having been done to you that was sinful and wicked. But he's bigger than anything that wicked man can do. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that song that you guys sing on uh, um, uh, that John and Mary Lynn Van Gelderen song, 
Uh, you go into the, he's the high tower. What, how's that song? Yes. Um, the, the name of the Lord is the title of it. In the name um, of the Lord. Now, what's the chorus? Um, let me think. I'm mixing it up with another. The name of the Lord is a tower of strength, a tower in which we can hide. The righteous run into the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord in confidence, safe by his side. Something like that. Amen. <laughs> well, folks, as we close today, I want you to remember that the name of the Lord is a high tower. It's a place to hide. It's it's a place you go. And, and, and friends, as you listen to this today, some of you are saying, Brother Doug, I'm not there yet. That's all right. You can get there. God can bring you there. God can take you there. God can bring you out of the mire. He can take you out of those bad places. When, when, when God's not making sense, folks, he's up to something. And let me tell you what he's up to today as we close. He's up to using you. He's up to empowering you. He's up to turning you into a survivor. He's up to making you better than you've ever been before. He's up to putting you in a position where you can help other people. He's His whole idea is to scatter us hurting hearts, to scatter those of us with PTSD, to set us loose all over this country, all over this world. God can use you. He'll make a difference. I promise he will. We consider it a great honor to finish up this podcast number 83. And as we continue talking about when God doesn't make sense. And I think the best title of this particular one is uh, uh, run into it, run into the tower. Is that what we said, Stephanie? Run into that tower and hide in that tower. God's going to use you. He's going to make a difference. We sure do love you folks. Say a prayer for us. We'll say a prayer for you. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you on Help for Wounded Spirits and, uh, you know, maybe finding us on our private Facebook pages or Twitter or whatever crazy accounts we have now. But it's an honor to be with you folks. We look forward to hearing from you. Give us a shout. And I don't know uh, about you, Stephanie, but I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So you folks have a great day and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. <laughs>